I've really been struggling lately with being in a place where I could record another podcast. I've been feeling just tired and worn out and not a little uninspired. And I think I had started to buy into the old story that I have nothing to share. I certainly didn't feel like I had anything to share. and Rather, I felt like I had been giving everything that I had. I had nothing left over. And this weekend, I reached a point where I couldn't do anymore. I didn't go to church. Um, I mostly stayed home. I did do, I did take my daughter and her friend to a movie because I wanted to make my daughter happy. Um, and I did go to a workshop this weekend that I had been planning on. But for the most part, I've been really trying to give myself just some space. I have had some thoughts around um, manifestation and beliefs around money that I would like to share, but I think I'm going to do that in another episode because today I really want to share what this workshop meant to me. Welcome to the podcast L-O-V-E. I am Elisa and I am on a mission to learn the tools to make my life the best, most abundant experience I can have so that I can become a coach and help others who are living below their divinely given potential rise above their circumstances to live an outrageously vibrant existence. I am inviting you to tag along with me on my growth journey as I share what I'm learning, my thoughts and experiences, my successes, and even my failures. This workshop was hosted by um, an amazing woman that I know through my mother named Charlene. She's a life coach and she has a program called Return to Play. And I went to a four-hour workshop that she was hosting um, here locally. And there were a few things that came up for me. In one of the first meditations that she had us do, it was a guided meditation. Um, I know those aren't necessarily for everyone, but I like them because they kind of help put me on a trajectory and then I can um, to kind of take off from there and see where I go. And my meditations tend to um, <laughs> result in some rather vivid imagery that I'm not always entirely sure what to do with. They almost feel like hallucinations almost which I know sounds weird, but that's what happens, I guess, when my brain is relaxing is I'll get these really vivid and and random images coming into my mind. Um, But when we started this workshop and we were going through this first meditation, I felt the exhaustion first. I felt the strain from having to push so hard in my life constantly, the feeling of always playing catch up, of working so hard 
to survive and wanting things to and wanting to figure out how to make things change. And I just felt that exhaustion to my core. And the image that came into my mind was just this vivid image um, from overhead of a forest, a misty forest, all these evergreen trees just shrouded in clouds. But the feeling I got from this image was of loneliness. It was as though the forest were by itself. There were no birds. There were no rabbits or deer. There was very little life in this forest. It was just the trees. It was just the mist. And I found myself asking, where is the life? Why is it so lonely? And I didn't have an answer. That was the only image I got. And from there, the meditation, the images changed, and I started to think again about how if at the end of my life, all I have accomplished is learning how to love well and be grateful, then I will have accomplished an amazing thing. Because from love flows peace. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for peace. And gratitude is an attitude that goes hand in hand with love. They're like um, twin siblings. And I have had thoughts and I've pondered um, for several years now on the fruits of the Spirit. And how they relate to us and to our lives. And... um. I just felt again that I was being told that this is part of my life message to speak on the fruits of the Spirit, to be a tree, a tree that bears fruit and teaches others how to gather that fruit for themselves. So an idea that I've had in the past that I am willing to experiment with is recording a meditation, a guided meditation around the fruits of the Spirit. So um, when I do that, I will post it, and um, hopefully it will be of some meaning to some people. And as the workshop went on, um, I had the opportunity to read aloud from the material, and I had someone turn to me and say, you should read books, which made me smile because I've actually thought that that would be kind of fun. I enjoy reading out loud. I read out loud to my daughter every night. And I've been told I have a very soothing voice. I've been told that I should record guided meditations. And it just emphasized to me the importance of using my voice. And I believe I've mentioned before on the podcast that this is where I feel the most empowered, when I'm using my voice. And one of the interesting things about a podcast is I could be talking to a hundred people, a thousand people, or I could just be talking to myself. I don't know when I record this podcast. And so far it's been maybe 10 people. That's it. Um, And I don't necessarily know who those 10 people are, but I'm using my voice. I'm speaking up and it seems to be something that I am supposed to be doing. 
As we move forward through the workshop, um, one of the things that Charlene had us do was another meditation around uh, the monkeys in our mind. Um, she made an excellent point that so often we're told in meditation to quiet the monkeys, but she said, you know, you have to get to know them first. Get to know your monkeys. Find out who they are. And so I, I spent that time identifying who my monkeys are. And I came up with just two. Other people have more. But these are going to be the voices that show up in the back of your mind. The ones that speak the loudest when you're quiet, when you're alone, by yourself. These are the voices that are from your childhood. They're voices that are trying to protect you and keep you safe, even if that means keeping you small. These are the voices that are going to be advocating for things staying the same. And for myself, my voice, I have two voices that I recognized, and I named them the miser and the mime. The miser voice in me is always telling me, you can't. You can't because, fill in the blank, you can't because you don't have the money. You can't because you don't have the time. You can't because you're a single mother. You can't because you don't have friends. You can't because you don't have the right support. You can't because fill in the blank. It's a Mr. Scrooge versus Bob Cratchit in my mind, telling me that there are limited resources, that money is a limited resource, and any and money to gain money means sacrifice. And spending money also means sacrifice. And I know that this is a story that I gained from my childhood, that money requires sacrifice, whether you are gaining it or spending it. That if you spend money on one thing, you're going to have to give up something else. And this voice has told me that I have limited resources and limited options. I will always have to sacrifice something and I will never be able to feel abundant. The mime is always alone. When you think of a mime, you see a man with a white painted face and a little tear by his eye. He is alone, trapped in his invisible box, crying without a voice, a one-man show that is shunned by everyone. The mime tells me that my personal transformation will take me away from any current and future relationships, that I will have to do it alone, that I am trapped in an invisible box. And even in my finances, I have some sort of invisible glass ceiling that has prevented me from making above a certain pay grade, that has prevented me from having more than a certain number of friends at any one time. The mime is alone. These are not the voices that I want to listen to, but they are the voices that I need to acknowledge because this is what is framing my reality. They are, one, they are the voices that are providing the, 
definitions and the explanations for my reality and the way things are. But it's not who I want to be. In the workshop, we were asked to create a new character, a new voice for ourselves. I've always pictured myself as being somebody, if I were a character in a book, I'd be the wise woman. And for me, the wise woman is someone who is youthful, a healer. I think of spring and summer, someone warm and spacious who lives from a place of flow without clocks. And for me, as I sat with this, what it means is being healthy, feeling good in my body and in my home. It means being educated and being able to pursue my own education and the growth of my mind and my spirit. It means having an abundance of resources. It means being able to invite others into my space and having more than enough so that I can care for them and help to facilitate their own healing. It means being free and having options. When I picture my ideal self, this is what she looks like. And trying to get from a place of where I am now to that woman seems like a very, very big gap right now because of the Scrooge, the miser, and the mime. Even in preparing for um, doing accomplishment coaching next year, I haven't even put up my GoFundMe because of the miser and the mime that tell me, you'll never get that much money. No one will ever support you. Even now, the people that you talk to are trying to talk you out of it and tell you why you can't or you shouldn't. The miser and the mime are telling me that I won't have the time to do this program, that maybe I should wait until my child is grown and gone. And I don't know. Maybe they have a point. Maybe it really would be too much to take on a program that is the equivalent of a part-time job when I'm already working full-time. Well, really working two full-time jobs. I'm taking care of a child as well and having to see to her well-being. So bridging that gap between the monkeys in your mind and the voices that explain and define your life as it is now. And getting to the point of being that person that you want to be is definitely not an easy leap to make. And I don't even entirely know how to do it. But I know that that woman that I want to be, that wise woman, would be worth it. I don't know how to get there. But I know that that's who I'm supposed to be. And I know that my story and my journey is something that will 
be a blessing to others. That I have a unique investment to make in this world. A unique impact to leave behind. And this is why I want to be a coach. Because I want to help other people like myself. I want to help other people who have struggled with bridging that gap of trying to figure out how to go from where they are to where they want to be. I want to help people who want to improve their finances, who are tired of their old money stories telling them that money is scarce, that money equals sacrifice, that only evil or selfish people have money, and if you're good, you must suffer. There's so many money stories that we have that are just not true. And relationships. There's so many people who struggle with relationships. We have divorce rates at absolute epic levels right now. And it's a statistic that nobody wants. Nobody goes into a marriage expecting to end up divorced. And it's something that can be changed. And I want to help be part of that change. I want to see other people thriving. And I want to be able to help those who need it the most. And for me, that means that when I become a coach, whether it's in two years at the end of accomplishment coaching, or whether it's in 10 years after my child is grown and gone, I know that Part of what I do, part of how I give back to the world is by committing at least 10% of my time to nonprofit work, of giving myself and my time, my skills, my knowledge, my experience, giving of the abundance of what I have to give to the people who are ready and willing and motivated to do the work, but just don't have the finances to pay a coach because that's who I am right now and I know I'm not the only one so my friends this week ask yourself some questions and be okay with not having the answers do you know who your monkeys are what are those voices that are in the back of your head? What are they always telling you? And do you want to believe what they say? If you don't want to believe it, then it's probably because part of you knows that it's not true. Truth is beautiful and it's life-giving. So, as you go about this next week, I invite you to sit in the question with me and sit with it because that's always the starting point for finding the answers is asking the questions and to sit with it knowing that I'm sitting there too. I'm sitting there right there with you asking the questions, not knowing what the answers are going to be. Be blessed, and I'll talk to you again soon. 
Thank you for joining me today. I am so thrilled and honored to have you with me on this journey, and I'm excited to keep the conversation going. Send me your thoughts on what we talked about, and maybe I will feature it in the next episode. You can email me at thepodcastlove at gmail.com, or you can send me a voice message on Anchor. The links are in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share, rate, and review so that others can find the show and join the conversation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.